the air from the state of Florida where our 45th president temporarily resides until his triumphant return to that big house in Pennsylvania Avenue in 2024. Once again, it's time for the Flagler Trump Club's Future of Flagler podcast. Here are the patriots who will keep Flagler County red while making America great again. Your hosts, Trump Club President Mike McElroy, along with Trump Club Vice President and Palm Coast City Councilman Ed Danko. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flagler Trump Club's Future of Flagler video podcast. I'm Ed Danko, along with my co-host, Mike McElroy. Hi. So, Mike, what's up? What's new in the world? Well, Ed, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, although I know you've been at city council meetings because I see comment. You, you don't seem to be uh, in the paper. I'm not in the paper okay. this week. I don't see you in any prominent way in the paper. I know you like to, uh, you know, well, be a star. It's very unusual, but it's not worth keeping if I'm not in it. Right, folks? So anyway, what else? to the observer. Uh, <laughs> what else is up, Mike? Uh, well, uh, I, I guess it's interesting that we have a little sort of, I don't know if you would call it 216 redo, uh, but there's a little battle going on right now between uh, Donald Trump, who's endorsed candidates in Ohio and Pennsylvania, and between Ted Cruz, no surprise there, Ted, no surprise. Ted was an opponent to Donald, uh, who has endorsed different candidates in both of those races. So, uh, you know, uh, it, it, so in Trump in Ohio has endorsed J.D. Okay. Vance, and he's endorsed Dr. Oz, Mohammed Oz in Pennsylvania. Right. Mm-hmm. Ted Cruz, on the other hand, has endorsed uh, Josh Mandel, who uh, he regards as a, uh, you know, a Cruz-like conservative, in uh, Ohio, and he has endorsed Dan McCormick uh, in Pennsylvania. Um, but that's actually, uh, interestingly, there are three people running, and I believe the guest we're going to introduce knows the third one. Right now, it, there was a poll that was taken. It says that uh, Kathy Barnett, who's also in the race, it's a three-way primary for the Senate in, in uh, Pennsylvania, and it's, uh, they're all tied. Dr. Oz, McCormick, and Kathy Barnett uh, on one of the polls that were done. So you pick your poll. They're tied there. Well, we'll just have to wait till election day, primary day, to see what happens. It's going to be exciting to see how these races shape up. Yeah. um, It's surprising to me that Cruz would want to fight this battle at this point in time. But, you know, sometimes Republicans... uh, Go after other Republicans. Well, that's one of the things Democrats never do. Exactly. You've, and, you've sort of got three factions in the Republican mm-hmm. Party. You have the establishment, which just the rhinos, the right. Mitt Romneys. Then you have the uh, conservative faction, many of whom uh, have displayed some animus to Trump because if you go back far enough, Trump has not always been conservative in terms of some of his issues. Mm hmm particularly social issues, but others as well. So, uh, however, when he was president, his policies were pretty darn good. So, uh, but you have this group of conservatives that no matter what he does, they regard him as kind of a populist and they don't want him. Uh, They would rather see their conservative factions uh, prevail there. Mm -hmm. So before we move on to our guests, there's one thing I did not tell you that I did last week. Uh, that I want to tell our audience about and tell you about. And I don't do, do I need don't, water? <laughs> well, water has a lot to do with it. Um, 
took a tour of our water treatment plant here in Palm Coast. And we have three of them. And I, I toured the newest one. I'd never been to a water treatment plant before in my life. And um, I went with our Citizens Academy. Uh, I was supposed to show up and I was supposed to speak to our Citizen Academy group, which is citizens that are taking courses and learning about how our city government uh, operates. And hopefully some of them will want to become candidates uh, at some point in time. So I show up and I speak in front of this group and decide to remain behind and take this tour. Our water treatment plant in Palm Coast is unbelievable, folks. It's just unbelievable. Um, I was so blown away by the, the size of it, the efficiency of it, the computerization of it, um, along with our, our sewer treatment facility there too. It is, you know, I, I gotta be honest with you, this is straight from the tap. It comes from our water treatment plant in Palm Coast. We have been, we, we have been won so many awards for our water here in Florida, and uh, I'm drinking it. No antifreeze. No antifreeze, and it's just water. Um, and uh, um, you know, I I used to complain about my water bill until I went out and I saw this treatment plant. So if any of you folks out there would like a tour of our water treatment facilities, I can arrange that tour for you. You know how to get in touch with me. You can email me from my uh, city email address. A lot of you have my phone number. Get in touch with me. I'd be happy to take you on a tour. Anyway, it's time to introduce our guest. By all means. We have, uh, we have a candidate uh, from the 10th Congressional District, which is Orlando, for Congress, United States Congress, Willie Montague. I want to welcome you here, Willie. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thanks for uh, driving all the way from Atlanta, uh, Orlando. <laughs> Orlando to be on our show. Um, so what's up with your campaign, Willie? Well, of course, this is a interesting um, time right now. We are in a uh, primary and of co course is midterms. Um, our campaign has been out on the ground for the last 20 plus months. And so we've been out uh, in the community. We've been from flag waving to school board meetings. So our campaign is a little set up differently because we're all about community engagement uh, and making sure that we're involved in what the, the people need. And then, of course, now we're in the you know, redistricting of everything, but we're still on the ground reaching people. So we're out there uh, um, paving the, the way for others. Well, that's fabulous. Now, Disney World is part of your district. Yeah, now, are you getting any, any big checks from the mouse or not? No, I do. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, there, there's no checks coming in. Um, but it's interesting that uh, what's going on with Disney and the fact that this this all spiraled because of Disney wanting to fight Governor Ron DeSantis and with him wanting uh, with them this, the CEO, which is someone that really wanted to fight someone that is really standing up for our kids. And then we started to recognize that in that district, no one is talking about the, the biggest issue we have, which is human trafficking over in that mm -hmm. area. Uh, Florida, for those that don't know, Florida is ranked number three. Uh, in the country among all states for human trafficking orange county which is the county that makes up orlando uh, is ranked number two in the region and orlando is ranked number three among all cities in the united states so those numbers are pretty high average age is 10 to 14 and so here we have disney that is using subliminal messages uh to to infiltrate and indoctrinate our children 
and Governor DeSantis nowhere in the seven pages, not 200, not 2,500 pages, but seven pages in that bill that he signed for parental rights. Nowhere in there did it mention anything about don't say gay. And that's how all that spiraled out of control. Mm -hmm. And we're just simply saying the parents need to be able to make the decisions for their children. This is not a co-parenting type of operation. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of, I would say, propaganda put out on it. Yes. Giving it that name, don't say gay, because it was, you know, designed to not really talk about what was in the bill, which is, and I don't think the bill, as some people have noted, went far enough. They only covered first through, I think it was third, third grade, grade, right? right which leaves good. a lot open past third grade. So, and you know, when the door is open, somebody will find right. a way to put their right. foot in it. But, uh, yes, so that was... Now, another question. How does redistrict... Does the current proposal... Well, actually, I think the governor's proposal passed, right? So yes. how, does that affect your race? It does some, but, I mean, Disney will no longer be in the district. Uh, it will be passed on to uh, District uh, 9. Uh, and so it, we, we won't have to, to deal with, <laughs> with, with the... But, however, uh, it did... It, it caused some some rip, uh, ripples within the community. However, I think that, you know, we carry a strong Frederick Douglass message. And our main thing is, is that we're out there to make sure that the, the people are served no matter what. And all they did was add uh, the universities are now. So it's definitely a college approach that we have to have because now we have UCF, Rollins, and Full Sail universities all inside of the new district. So tell us about, because you mentioned a name there, Frederick Douglass, who... Mm -hmm. who for those that have studied history, mm -hmm. know what a prominent role he played in, in abolition and right. was a terrific writer, a terrific thinker. Right. Tell us about when you refer to Frederick Douglass, what, what are you? Well, yeah, there, and if you go to teamwiller.com, we have it listed. We have Frederick Douglass principles, 11 principles that are there. And so for an individual like Frederick Douglass, who went from being a slave to actually working for the presidents of the United States of America and actually dying, if you look at the dollar amount that he died with and compared to where we are, he actually died a millionaire. So his story is you know, extraordinary and it's, it's one that we need to show, especially when it deals with inner city communities, especially like those that we deal with now in the district and even before in Orange County, that this is not about, uh, you know, as they want to paint everything as white supremacy, you know, supremacy and, you know, the white man is after to get the black person. If you look at the life of Frederick Douglass, that's not the principles he stood on. He, he stood on, the first thing he stood on was making sure that we adhere to the Constitution. And then everything else was about protection of life. It was about uh, women's rights. Uh, it was standing up for the Second Amendment. And so those are things that we know as constitutional rights for all those who are citizens of the United States. And yet it's still, that has been twisted so much by the radical left. And so when we say Frederick Douglass, it helps us to be able to get out there and ease the approach, especially in places where people, for some reason, you say conservative or Republican, and they, you know, it's like their hair starts falling out automatically. And so we say Frederick, no one can argue with Frederick Douglass, mm -hmm. you know, not, not even the, the, the most extreme left. They may want to, but just his principles and his life, it speaks volumes. So we carry that message because we want other people to know that what he stood on is what we're saying when we say we're a Republican or conservative. We're not saying that we're part of a party that wants to, you know, dismantle your community because, you know, it's it's, it's ran by, you know, orange man bad type thing. So. Yeah. Uh, Frederick Douglass, despite if anyone had a right to be angry, uh, you know, Frederick Douglass literally bore the lashes of slavery on his yeah. back. Yet he felt that the the principles in the Constitution were the saving grace 
for the country. So he didn't believe the country was founded on uh, white supremacist principles. He believed that the country was failing to live up to those principles, which he reminded them all the time. Absolutely. So tell us uh, some more about your campaign and the major focus of your policies, what you want to do once you're elected. Give us some more in-depth background. Yeah, sure. So um, what we've been working on our campaign, we actually want to, we're actually opening a Frederick Douglass Center that's going to be within Pine Hills. And so we're working on that. It'll be coming up in uh, the next couple of weeks in the middle of May. So the main thing that we want to do, and I'll share this with everybody where we go, is that we have, of course, right now, Nancy Pelosi. And so with her being the Speaker of the House, you know, a lot of things, of course, has to go through her, what, what bills and so forth are heard and not heard. But so my focus is when we get to D.C. is that we'll get along with other like-minded individuals, have a conversation with those who carry that same uh, patriot fighter mentality, and we find out how we can start working together to get this country flipped around. So my first thing is to have a conversation with other like-minded individuals because it's going to take more than just me because I'm, I will be one vote out of 434 other uh, individuals and so we have to get along so I, my first thing is making sure that all the things that was missed with Val Demings and the seat the last six years she's only been able to get three post offices renamed in six years so uh, there's a lot so of that's work. one every three years right <laughs> right right. Well, that must be something very hard to do if it, it takes two years yeah, it to takes do it two years to get that it, it, that's all wow. she really I mean when I went to go look at things that she sponsored or things she got you know that's what you can find that's research that's just not a blow at hers she has not done anything and so we have to change that. The community deserves more. They deserve representation. They deserve someone that's going to talk about their First Amendment right. They deserve someone that's going to make sure that they can keep and bear arms because you see um, the radical left on uh, you know, is constantly wanting to get rid of our, our Second Amendment right. Um, they're coming and they're coming against uh uh, the, the parental rights, parental choice, they're coming against um, all the things that deal with school choice. They don't want the parents to have the decision of where their children go to school to be educated. When one of our zip codes in my district is reading below the national reading level, which is seventh grade. So here you have some 12th graders reading at a fourth grade level. So you have all these issues. And the major thing is, again, with the human trafficking is because the borders are not secured. We have to secure the border. I've been to the border and I've seen where there are gaps, not just little holes because, you know, little mice can get through there. We're talking about holes where individuals, people, people and their children and we saw the wristbands where they were left out there for the cartel and they had price tags that were on these uh, wristbands where they were exchanging money to be able to get these kids and these women over across the border and we don't know what else is coming over the border of course we have a drug issue and so those are things that I really want to stand on it and that the community gets back to the that we're fighting for them and that they understand what our constitution looks like and it's broken down so they can receive it. Wow. We're going to, folks, we'll be back in a moment. We're just going to take a commercial break and uh, we'll see you shortly. Tired of sitting at home restless? Need to exercise? Playing golf is one of the best ways to stay fit, and golf courses are one of the safest places to be. The gorgeous 18-hole Gary Player-designed Cypress Snow Golf Course is open to the public. Enjoy your game in the heart of Palm Coast, surrounded by nine glimmering lakes and plenty of wildlife. Your safe and healthy choice is Cypress Snow Golf. Voted the most beautiful course in Flagler County. Call to book your tee time, 437-5807. That's 437-5807. Welcome back uh, to the Flagler Trump Club Future Flagler podcast with our guest, congressional candidate Willie Montague, running in the 10th congressional district, which is Orlando. 
And um, you were telling us more about your policies uh, before we went to that break. Absolutely. Just just the fact that we have to just get back to uh, community development. And often I've, I've spoken at many platforms throughout uh, Florida, actually, and even other states that I've shared. And, and people always ask me, Willie, why does it seem that you're so community focused? I said, because so many people that are in D.C. have lost the fact that you represent the district. They have got stuck in staying in D.C., and we need them to come back home so they can be able to see the needs. And that's why I think it's happened with, with Val Deming. She, has, she doesn't recognize those issues back home. And so I don't want to be that individual. I don't want to be, yes, there are national issues, but there are people that are in the streets and there are people uh, from homeless and people, you know, kids, Title I schools. There are things that need to be done that if we, we start dealing with the quality of life, in, in which I firmly believe on when I was younger and, and getting involved in politics when I was 14, that that was always what I heard from the Republican Party is quality of life. And that's what people want, a quality of life. And right now when you have inflation, bite inflation like you see now, uh, pain at the pump, um, when you're going to the grocery stores and shelves are empty, mm -hmm. and yet it's still, I mean, just here recently, he's asking for more money for Ukraine, and here we are, you know, right now on the brink of recession, and we have a president that um, we uh, that doesn't want to, you know, adhere to the America First values. You got to put skip. that president thing <laughs> questionably in quotes. I, I say I call him Resident Biden. That's Resident what Biden. Yeah, that's what I call it. So. So I just believe that, you know, he's a disaster to everything that makes up the United States of America, him and Kamala. And I believe that that whole administration is destructive to constitutional um, uh, principles and destructive to biblical values. And I think anyone that's out there that is an American citizen that, that know the root that's been alive any you know longer than, you know, um, three days uh, <laughs> can recognize that something is wrong. Even the, even the kids recognize that something is wrong. There's no way that we should have our, our kids going to you know, elementary school and there is an, an, you know, you know, blunt with it that a drag queen is reading to them a, a book. Uh, that's an issue. And I think we need to get back to biblical values that made up our, our country. So the policies that we see espoused by Democrats who would consider themselves progressives fall, I think, most heavily in communities where the minorities are, where the blacks are. If you look at crime, for instance, in, in all of the top cities, you find that they're mostly Democratic controlled, where mm -hmm. crime is out of hand. The theme for the Democrat Party is that the Second Amendment is bad, that gun owners are a problem, but the reality is the people who are committing those crimes uh, are not legal gun owners. They're people who have obtained guns mm -hmm. and they're gangs and they're operating in the inner cities mm -hmm. and their victims are other, mainly the bulk, the majority of the minority communities where they're operating. Right. So, but that seems to be a hard message to get some people it to is. buy. And, and what I believe that, that the, the, and I always say radical left, what I believe that they do is, is that they always present a problem, but they love the problem because it helps them with fundraising. Let's put it like that. So they'll continue to say that there's a problem with crime, and then they'll never address that. You know, often the crimes is black on black. Uh, 
and so they won't address those issues. Then they'll come in there and say things about um, the women should have their rights. So then they'll start saying, well, you shouldn't tell a woman what to do with her body. But then they'll never address the issue that they're, you know, they'll say Black Lives Matter until you find out that uh, 1,000 to 5,000 black babies are aborted a day in America. But the black lives don't matter there. Um, they have an uh, issue with Elon, uh, Elon Musk when he is a, a, a true African-American. And they have an issue with him, you know, taking over Twitter because now, you know, it's, it's, it's now, uh, I think I think it was Joy Reid, if I'm not mistaken, or someone on the viewer, she said, she was like, you know, this, you know, now Twitter is full of, of straight white men. That's all that's on Twitter. I was like, well, you know, I'm black and, you know, I'm straight and I'm a man and I'm up there. So what do you say? So this is the, the narrative that is painted. And because the black community loves uh, to to only see or are only presented with these narratives, that's when I believe as a Republican Party and why it's so important that we get out there and let them know this is not the party of racism. This is not the party that is um, trying to destroy black communities. We're trying to let you know that the Democrat parties who, from the time, even the 1921 race riot that took place in Tulsa, well, that was Democrat leadership that mm -hmm. went out there and water hosed the black community and the businesses. That was not Republicans that did that. And um, yet it's still, they don't teach that side of history. They just make it like, you know, this is what the Republicans did. They wanted to destroy our communities. So I think it needs to be a strong history lesson. I think that we have to get out there as such as what we're doing with the Frederick Douglass Center and start educating communities, all communities, but especially in the minority communities. Well, I think we're seeing a lot more minorities leave the Democratic Party. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, who can blame them? They've been lied to. You've been lied to your whole life from these folks. We've all been. Um, but I think now under, you know, under resident Biden, <laughs> Um, it's just amazing how downhill this country went so quickly because right. of their failed policies. So I think, you know, whether you're black, white, red, green, yellow, blue, you go to the gas pump and it's, you know, $4, $5 a gallon, um, you know, that hits home. That hits in everybody's pocketbook. And, and, you know, when you think about it, the only color that really matters is the color of money. When you get down to it, you got to feed your family. You got to put gas in your car. You got to have a roof over your head. Um, Joe Biden is taking that away from us right. very quickly, mm -hmm. and you know, which is why it's so important that folks like you get elected to Congress. We've got to take back the House. Mm -hmm. We've got to take back the Senate, Absolutely. and we have to just put the brakes on these people for the next two years until hopefully President Trump returns to that White House. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We, we need, and this is this is the thing I, I'll tell anyone that's listening and is realize that, you know, often I see ads go out, you know, Facebook ads or whatever, because of of course it's campaign season, so you see a lot of ads, mm -hmm. and I see often, you know, it said we need to flip five seats. And um, even though that is what we need, we have to go harder. We have to do more than five seats. The reason I believe that is because that's the same message we we had several years back. And what happened is we'll end up with individuals who become rhinos. Mm -hmm. And so we only stop at five and we end up with five rhinos where we haven't changed nothing. So we need to flip as many seats as possible so that we can uh, make sure that we can secure the House and make sure that when we get to D.C., that we're fighting tooth and nail against um, Pelosi and hope she don't, she's not even in that seat that she becomes a minority something. Uh, and then uh, and then fight up against uh, Kamala and uh 
and Joe and uh, you know because Kamala's just as much you know even though I mean he, he himself even makes it mention that she's the president but uh it, it's like she she's she is other other things that work in in DC and it's definitely um they're using him as a puppet and it, the destruction that's happening no one can can look at that again I'll say it over and over no one can look at this country right now and say this is what our founding fathers wanted us uh, to be or, yeah. or or where we should be. I mean, there's no way that anyone can see this as okay. It, it is just amazing. I mean, you can't write comedy like this. Right. Nobody would believe it. But he had Joe Biden last week shaking hands with, with nobody. <laughs> All right. And then you had someone in an Easter Bunny costume, yeah. you know, pushing him away from and questions and the crowd. Right. Yes. I mean, it's it, if you put that in a movie, no, it wouldn't be believable. Right. It, it's it's it would be satire. It would be yeah. satire. Yeah. Yeah. But yet we're seeing it right before our very eyes. Yeah. It's, it's scary. It's it's very scary. Are you looking forward to meeting Nancy Pelosi? Yeah. I, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, quite a bit of things I want to ask her and tell her. Uh, so, but yeah, she. And again, I mean, it, now this goes to this. You know, these individuals have been there for decades, and yet it's still you know people put them in. I went to Pine Hills, and the community. You know, their feedback was these business owners was is that. They, they didn't ask for these individuals to be elected in. They were lobbied. That was the word one of the business owners. He said they lobbied. He's talking about the local elected Democrats. They're, like, they're lobbying for these people. We didn't want it. So we have to find a way to, to get them to stop making it seem like they are the ones that are the solution. Because we know Nancy and the rest of them, have, they're, they're no solution to America. And um, as long as they're in power... Uh, it's, 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 it's downhill and it's only getting worse right now. I mean, like I said, we're, this was, what it was just another $30 million, I believe it was, that, um, that Biden just asked for. And again, it goes back to, you know, how much money are you going to ask for to give to another country? And, and that's why August, these primaries matter because Absolutely. as you just touched on, uh, it's not only a matter of how important for Republicans to gain a majority back, uh, in the house. But it's also important that the right people, Absolutely. the conservatives, are in those seats and not because if you stay home and you don't go and vote in the primary, you'll get who somebody selects. A lot of money is spent. You, you noted earlier in your talk that a lot of people are not concerned with what's happening in the district right. in no small measure because a lot of money comes from outside the district right. to elect these people. So if it matters to you, to have conservative candidates, you need to get out, you need to be aware of who the candidates are, and you need to get out and vote for those conservative candidates in those primaries. Because once November comes, whoever those candidates are from the Republican Party in a number of these districts will most probably be elected. Absolutely. But if they're not conservatives, they may not be looking out for the United States. Absolutely. What's the point of a red wave? if we don't have true conservatives in yeah, those positions. Yeah. And um, you're definitely one of them, without a question of a doubt. And uh, I want folks to be aware that campaigns cost money. Absolutely. I know that from running here on a local level. You're running on a much bigger level. It costs a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And so, folks, if you, can, if you really want to help, you really want to help someone like Willie, please go to his website. And your website is... TeamWilly.com, W-I-L-L-I-E, TeamWilly.com. TeamWilly.com, where I assume they can make a contribution to Absolutely, your campaign. Yes. And learn more about Frederick Douglass. We yep. have, we have a, yeah, you can learn more about Frederick Douglass.
hundred. What what is the maximum amount somebody can donate? Twenty nine hundred dollars, fifteen hundred dollars if you're married. So you two come together and, and yeah, and it, donate. <laughs> it it sounds like a lot of money, but look at what what's happening right now. Look Absolutely. at the cost of gasoline. Look at inflation. Look at the cost of food. Absolutely. You know, if if we don't get this under control. You know, with help from folks like you, it's going to cost you a lot more than five thousand dollars in the long run, right. without a question of a doubt. Um, so, uh, again, folks, it costs money to run a campaign, and I I, I say that often. And uh, those folks that you know, you you know me, know that I'm not shy about asking for money when I was campaigning. But I'm I'm asking here for Willie that and other other Republicans, true conservative Republicans, that that we support you and get you on your way to D.C. Without a question of a doubt. Any final words? Um, let's go out there and fight. Let's win. Let's let's take back all these seats. Let's get our community. And please volunteer. Either you're with my campaign or other candidates that you mentioned that are conservative, door knockers, you know, phone callers. Get out there. We, you know, especially those that are grassroots, it's going to take a lot of door knocking and phone calling and making sure that people hear this is the to me the most important election as it was mentioned it's not november it's the primary yeah. so get out there and help and let's do it and if you can't afford to write a check you can you can knock on doors you yes. can work the phones you yes. can do put signs in your yard yes, you can do all sorts of things to help our republican conservative candidates yes without absolutely. a question of a doubt now for those of you who would like to meet willie uh you're going to be at our trump club in june is that yeah, correct yes correct so our june meeting um which is the third monday of every month at the vfw here in palm coast we start promptly at 6 30 p.m so get there a few minutes early to get yourself a seat you can meet willie in june uh and also you'll be coming to our barbecue too yes. our picnic what date is that mike yes so the trump picnic is uh, Memorial Day weekend is May 28th, Saturday, from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the VFW, where they always do a great job. We're, we're proud that uh, they let us have our meetings there, and they do our catering, and we're going to have entertainment. We're going to have, you're going to get to meet some conservative candidates, uh, and, uh, you know, just have a good time, and uh, be entertained. Tickets are, what, $20? $20 for a ticket. Um, and they tend to run out fast because, uh, you know, we, we fill it up. We usually get a pretty good crowd for our social event. There's also going to be uh, an auction, and we've got some sponsors that are donating yeah, there'll things. There'll be some prizes and, you know, things that we, we just normally do. Cypress Knowles, one of our sponsors, has donated two rounds of golf. Oof. You'll be able Terrific. to bid on that. We'll have a 50-50. Yep. And uh, one final thought, when you get to uh, Congress and you meet Nancy Pelosi, I have a message I want you to give her. All right. You're fired. <laughs> All right, that's all the time we have, folks. We will see you again next time. Um, this is Ed Danko with Mike McElroy. Take care. The Future of Flagler is sponsored by the Flagler Trump Club. Our meetings are every third Monday starting at 6.30 p.m. at the Palm Coast VFW. Visit our website, flaglerfortrump.com. That's flagler, the number four, trump.com to learn more. Let's make America great again.